Welcome back. It's issue number 41 of The Infinite Backlog, a chronological tour of the best and most noteworthy Marvel comics. I'm Andy, the giant chromium goldfish, and with me, as always, are my beautiful and sexy co-hosts, Shane, with the super sensitive fingers. True, yes. <laughs> and Rory, the computerized crumbum. Mm-hmm. Hey, everybody. Today, we got some sweet comics from the X-Men, Iron Man, Daredevil, and I guess the thing in Quasar at all. And uh, they take us from July through September of 1979. And during this time, I got a couple facts for you. Raymond what Washington. Kind of, well, what kind of facts? Oh, uh, well, okay. So I have one bummer, kind of, and then two not bummers because, look, sometimes it's just not bummers. We had a couple of okay months. No, it's so, called Andy's Bummers. Andy's Bummers. <laughs> Andy's Bummers. All right, well, you can you can find reasons why these are bummers then. So first of all, Raymond Washington, co-founder of the Crips, is murdered in a still unsolved drive-by shooting. Bummer? Bummer. Then, Pink and Florida are born. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How do you feel about that? Mixed? I, Mixed? Yeah. Mixed feels, mixed feelings, mixed feelings. feelings. Now it's incredible. I, I like. I'm pink. sorry, I like pink. Okay, I'm sorry, but the pink concert that I went to a couple years ago was one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. Oh, did you go to pink like when you heard there was a like a pink concert and you were like, oh, I have to go see pink, or did you like fall into it with like a friend arrangement? Well, I, or... I, I fell into it because my best friend lives down in Los Angeles, and one of her clients wow, gifted brag. <laughs> one of her clients gifted her tickets to the pink concert that was happening at the Coliseum. Ah. And so she was basically like, she was basically like, oh, your friends are coming this weekend? Here, here's four tickets to the pink concert. Nice. Yeah. So I, I knew you didn't decide to go buy a pink ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I it was the first and only concert I've ever been to in my whole life. Wow. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, I get that. I don't go to a lot of concerts, but I've definitely okay, been but to a Okay, but now few. we have to rewind to the, his <laughs> whole life. This is the greatest concert I've ever been to. <laughs> no, I didn't say the greatest concert. I said one of the greatest things I've ever okay, seen. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. I've seen okay. a lot of live, I've, I've seen, seen a lot things. of like live performances. And you know, through like, my life, I keep my eyes her, open and I see a lot of things. They strapped her into a fly system and she does acrobatics while singing and belting her face off for an hour and a half. Like, and there was a giant blow up M&M doll that comes out and like runs across the stage that she like fights. You have <laughs> to clarify whether or not you mean the candy or the man. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean the person. Oh I my mean God. M&M, the person. <laughs> I'll send you a video of it later. I'll put it in the please, discord. Please do. I do have one more <laughs> fact from July through September, 1979. And the final fact I challenge you to find a bummer about this. Well, you might be able to. Michael Jackson releases his very first solo album, Off the Wall, which goes platinum seven times. And as of today, it went platinum nine times. So, Off the Wall, 
Don't Stop Till You Get Enough. The album, I don't know, on the whole is not incredible, but there's two really good songs on it. <laughs> is there a bummer there? Michael Jackson might be a little bit of a bummer. A little bit. You might you might say Michael Jackson's a little <laughs> bit of a bummer. So, uh, yeah, we're almost, we're so close to finishing the 70s, you guys. We're like a couple weeks away. Um, and then we're going to go so into those ready. crazy coked up 80s. But I'm ready to get out of the bushes. (laughs) (laughs) We've got one issue of X-Men to talk about today, the continuance of our fun little arcade story that we were in the middle of, where we get a little bit of arcade's backstory. (laughs) I thought it was kind of funny, (laughs) where he's just a spoiled rich kid who's who's an asshole. There's something nice about that, that it's not tragic. He's just a dick. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. What does he say? Dad cut off my allowance, so I cut off daddy's life. I can't believe they didn't <laughs> say head. Yeah, come on. What are you doing? I, uh, yeah, I don't know. This, they, this is the end of this little, uh, this little outing with Arcade, uh, where we're, we're seeming to mark, just sort of marking time, uh, and the whole, the whole crew is still split up. Remember Jane's and, uh, Jean's in Scotland and, uh, you know, <laughs> Professor X is in space. It's kind of a kind of a weird time, but uh, but I had a good time with it. What did you guys think? Yeah, I mean, the, the sort of like funhouse romp is a little bit of a nothing, a uh, little bit of a nothing burger. But uh, I, I know what purpose it's serving. It's kind of a palate cleanser between this sort of longer serialized arc we've been going through uh, to just see the X Men kind of be goofy and fight stuff. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, because they were down in uh, in the Savage Land for quite some time, and then in Japan for a little while longer. So, and at some point. At some point, we're going to kick off all of the Jean Grey being Phoenix stuff. Yes, we have to. I, I don't know exactly when that's hitting, but I know it's in this run that we're reading. Uh, we do we do get more of, of Colossus as as the people's hero, the proletarian. <laughs> Who they do manage to save with friendship. <laughs> yeah. Don't you see, Peter? You're like the brother I never had. Aww. They un- They unbrainwash him. Is that how you say it? Unbrainwash? They brain cleanse him? They yeah. they dirty they dirty his brain. Oh, they brain dirty. They, they have to because brainwash <laughs> sounds good. It does sound so good. We would need something. <laughs> Why wouldn't we want to be brainwashed? <laughs> Clean it up. I've got a nasty brain. You guys, I might need a little bit of this. Where's my robot KGB agent to tell me that I'm disappointing Mother Russia? <laughs> Don't put that into the universe. You can't put that into a digital medium. <laughs> You you're worried that Russian bots are gonna come after me? I yeah, they already did. Yeah, probably half my friends list is secretly Rus- Russian bots, even the ones I know personally. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I really liked the I really liked the way that uh, Arcade is commenting like, "Wow, he was really easy to brainwash. He must kind of not like being an X Man, huh?" And then later, when when Peter like is better and he he divulges a little bit of that to scott he's like oh yeah they, that kgb guy like he preyed on my like actual doubts about being an x-man scott has no fucking chill and he's like doubts <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> how dare you not want to be an x-man don't we all want to be x-men forever it's a good moment it's a good moment scott's such a company man uh but that's kind of it that's kind of it let's let's punt it over to uh well, this will be a conversation, I think, about Marvel mm. 2 and 1. This will be something. I, I have an idea about how it's going to end, but uh, what, what, are, what are your thoughts about the exploits of, of Thing and Project Pegasus? Well, w- once again, 
my entire reading is colored by the fact that it is on this magic list that we're using. Well, this is from the cosmic list. This is sort of like notable things from the Marvel cosmic list. Look, I understand. I'm, you don't have to get defensive about the list. I'm not. But, truly, I'm not. <laughs> but when I read it's something. the list. <laughs> that we didn't pick, that we don't have an obvious interest in. I'm sort of expecting it to bring a little heat. And these were. Me no, too. These were nothing. Yeah. They were silly a little bit. They were fine. But like, was, the, was this a definitive issue of Marvel? Uh, in the entire in the entire scope of things, no. <laughs> I think what's interesting about it is only in retrospect, someone might say that, right? Like when you are into Marvel Cosmic and you've read a whole bunch of stuff into the 80s, 90s, 2000s, whatever, and it's like, oh, isn't this kind of a fun bit with Quasar? Like, where's some early Quasar content that's kind of interesting with like an intersection of several characters or whatever? Oh, yeah, I remember that thing. It's like... Maybe if we had different context, we might be kind of amused in retrospect. But right now, meeting <laughs> Quasar, Quasar is a character who just is excited about his new government job. And I'm not that excited about that. He's just boring. He's just boring. He's a government man with a cape on. And the thing is also there. And then there's an attack from a robot. It's nothing. It's kind of nothing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so it it has to be on the list specifically just to introduce the characters, right? Pretty much, yeah. I think that like, must be it. Be why? I mean, it couldn't be because we have to meet our Femazonian princess. <laughs> that can't oh, be why, is it? That's the other weird part of this. Bi- <laughs> this is called Marvel Two and One, and it's really a three. And it's one. really it quite is. a three. And one. <laughs> This is so wild. There's no indication given as to why these two stories are a part of the same comic. It's just there's like a little meanwhile. And then here's Thundra, the tallest woman in New York. (laughs) (laughs) What's so funny is she is quite tall, but she's still very much. She's the tallest woman, right? Like she's not Uh super huge. She's just pretty tall. Yeah, she's only well, seven feet tall. It's so funny because when we first cut to her, and I don't know, maybe we've already met Thunder. I, know, I mean, clearly we have already met Thunder in some other capacity, either earlier in two and one or in some other title that we didn't bother to read. But when <laughs> when we first cut over to her, she's just walking down the street thinking to herself, man, things were so much simpler when I first came here from Femazonia. <laughs> yeah. And then there's an editor's note, and it says something like, Femazonia is an like an alternate future reality where women reign supreme. <laughs> what? <laughs> what is this world building? But I didn't care because because her plot is her plot should have been the entire comic. I would read a full thing about her wrestling escapades. <laughs> yeah, we didn't need any of the other shit. It should have just been her and and Oglethorpe. Oglethorpe, oh, whatever his name is. Yeah, what was his this full name? Three foot tall man. It was. Hold on, hold on. Herkimer J. Oglethorpe. That's a name. A wrestling promoter who's like two and a half feet tall, and she's like seven feet tall, and it's very funny. And he wants to come <laughs> wrestle, and she's like, "Why are we choreographing? I'm supposed to be fighting." And he's like, "Come on, fucking chill. You just gotta chill." And. Then she beats the shit out of a big lady named Pound Cakes. <laughs> <laughs> that's 
<laughs> Sorry. That it's so funny to just say it like that, to just say it as a sentence. Oh yeah, totally. She just she just beats the shit out of pound cakes. But like, no, no, no. No, no. She beats the shit out of like a whole team of people, including pound cakes. And Oglethorpe mm-hmm, is like, mm-hmm. oh, oh no. Oh, oops. That's too many people. Oh no. And then everyone at the gym is mad at him. But that's way better than whatever was happening with the thing. It's so good. Yeah. All right. We we this is this is why I was gonna say that this needs to be a conversation. It's probably really brief. I know what we're gonna say. Do you wanna know how many more issues of Marvel 2 in 1 we were intending to read on this list? I I from from the framing of the question, it sounds like it's gonna be high. Well, higher than maybe you want. It's four. <laughs> four more are on the list. To continue this strange plot line with the I mean, thing and they're Death a super Lock. easy read, so it's you know ten minutes out of my day to get through an issue of Marvel Two and One, but they they are they are uncompelling. I know. I just don't know how much I care. I I I'm almost showing up asking you guys for permission to cut these four issues because I just don't wanna. Yeah, that's fine. Like I said, my I have no reservations about cutting it. Like I said, the only pro is that it's. it's <laughs> It, it is such a quick read that I'm not I'm not furious like I am by the time I get through all the right. text in Warlock. <laughs> Why don't we just we'll just we'll just spark notes it and then we'll give like a bullet list. Yeah, I can do that. I can do that. Yeah, yeah we'll spark note it and give it a bullet list. I think that what it's what it's important for in a way is like partly Quasar and then partly the uh, the things like child alien child friend that's in a coma in there. I think like wakes up and becomes a different like hero or whatever. So. I don't know. I'll I'll look into what the hell was going on and we could talk about it next week. I'll tell you what we missed and it's probably very small. So let's move on. Let's talk about our best our bestest boy, our richest the richest friend, Tony. Tony the Iron Boy, who continues to have more and more explicit references to his uh heavy drinking. Yeah, which I appreciate. I appreciate, I guess. If if that's where we're going, I appreciate the fact that they are accelerating those references on on the page they want to make sure everybody else is on the same page with them yeah it starts to like seep into all the other parts of his life too yeah which you know i like i like seeing like it's he's it's clear that his uh his assistant or his secretary or whatever who's sort of a prudish old lady who's like she doesn't even like it when he kisses a lady in front of her she's like (laughs) ew gross (laughs) but at one point she's like do I smell whiskey? And he goes, no, ma'am, this <laughs> is brandy. <laughs> and he just looks like shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm curious to see how this develops because it kind of feels like they've got a foot in two camps where they're, they're both trying to treat this as, as the problem that it is. Uh, but mm-hmm. it is kind of being handled with kid gloves a little bit. It's just hard to kind of get yeah. a full read on how on Marvel's stance and on what my interpretation of the page is supposed to be is like, is this a funny drinking problem, like a like a college kid who goes to class drunk, or a sad one? Yeah, and it is it is a little tough to know because I think they're they're sort of undercutting it a little bit in in small ways, like when they talk about like Tony thinking about it himself, and of course this could just be like self delusion or whatever, but like he he has these thoughts about like man, you know, like all this shit that's happened to me recently really just makes a man thirsty, and. Is that what we're supposed to take away from it? Like, he's drinking because of circumstance? Or are we supposed to be seeing, like, an underlying problem that's just gotten worse? Yeah. 
So I don't really know. I don't really know what to what to take away from it. But obviously, we're not quite at the at the climax of that yet. We've just started to see him like, you know, showing up to work looking like a like a like somebody who hasn't shaved in a week. I mean, it's it's interesting. It's just a little hard. It's just a little hard to pin down. So we'll see how it develops. There's this there's this plot line, though, in these two issues that we read where he Iron Man, who, of course, they don't know is Tony. Iron Man is is hired by the the Carnelian embassy to, I guess, just guard the the affair, guard the ambassador. And uh, the ambassador is like a huge fan of Iron Man. <laughs> he loves <laughs> he loves he loves Iron Man's. I love to please to sign this for my niece. Oh, yeah. What's her name? Sergey. <laughs> <laughs> I giggled. I Clearly for, sure. for him. Incredible. I, that got a giggle from me. <laughs> and Rory, you made you made a comment before we before we started on the on our Discord where you said like because he kills he kills the ambassador on accident, right? Because this is more of Justin Hammer's like uh, meddling where he's he's like ah the perfect time, and he activates Iron Man's big blaster as they're t- posing for a photo together, and he. He blasts a hole right through the guy. You were you were saying you're kind of tired of it. Is that right? Yeah, it's. I mean, in this case, this was a, this had a little bit of shock value. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, what comes of it is is the sort of superhero frame job, the farce where he's blamed for a crime he didn't commit. It's, we've it's just been done too many times, and it's going to keep getting done. And I just know it. Yeah, I have to imagine it's going to be a plot point that we see over and over again in everything we read. Yeah, they they either they're suspected of a crime they didn't do because they were there because they're a hero, or or a different hero sees them fighting somebody they thought wasn't bad, and now they're the bad guy in this fight, or just just the mm-hmm. mistaken the mistaken motivation of a superhero in general. It it's fine when there's actual intent that goes off the you know goes off the trail, but just the the farce of mistaking it is <laughs> is I'm. I'm just tired of it. Yeah. And I guess the the shock value is why I maybe did kind of enjoy it in the moment because it is like maybe a page or less after that funny moment where he's getting him to sign something for him. And you're like, oh, this is a cute little. Oh, God, he blew he blew a hole through him. That that moment I liked. It's it's the sort of ensuement of the whole next issue that that annoyed me. That whole moment with the police where he's like, hey, I you know how I killed this dude. Maybe you just give me like 10 minutes to go and figure out who actually killed this dude. And the police officer is like, yeah, OK, I guess. They're like, no, that's not the law. And he's like, well, that's the funny thing. I'm Iron Man. You can't arrest me. So you have to. And they're like, oh, <laughs> good call. Yeah. So we end up just at the end of these two issues. He's like, you know, he's sort of on a on a, a suitless, like because they confiscate his suit. So he's on a suitless, like just Tony Stark journey to go fucking figure out who Justin Hammer even is. Find out where he lives and just just fuck him up. Uh, and we're we're left at the end in Monaco, where he's uh, ambushed by a bunch of I don't know goons, suited up goons, and uh, we'll see how that goes next week. Yeah, Daredevil. You know this one's my favorite. Oh oh yeah, they slapped. They're good. It was a good read. I think this is really fun. I it is a sort of bog standard plot in a way where it's like oh no they've captured. The bad guy has captured Black Widow and now let's go get him. But it's just it's just really well executed and they do a really good job of making Daredevil look scary as shit. And the right the writing was significantly better this week. I, I thought I, I thought that the that the first 
the first introduction of the the Frank Miller uh, art was a real mixed bag with with the quality <laughs> of comic we got on top of the art. Uh, and yeah. I, I enjoyed the writing in these. And uh, and I enjoyed what the art is doing to the story because like Bullseye's Bullseye's fight with uh, Black Widow is pretty harrowing. It's so good, yeah. and it my jaw dropped. It's really good. Like holy shit, it jumps off that page, and you're like, oh my god, he's literally like you can see. There's one part where her nose is bleeding as she's crawling away from him. Ugh. Yeah, and he's like garroting her with a garroting her with a with a hairdryer cord yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which i th- i think they're trying to sell the whole like uh the whole bullseye can treat everything like a weapon but this sort of like household object being used in a way that probably has been used that way it landed it was yeah it was hard to, it was hard to look at yeah it really did when when they're doing like marvel cinematic universe adaptations or like in the in the case of what i'm about to mention like the netflix shows like you know they target like a specific sort of run or storyline or whatever to sort of capture the feel. And I don't know that they like specifically looked at Frank Miller's Daredevil or the art here or the sort of style and were like, that's what we want to emulate for the show. But I really got like strong vibes of like, oh man, we finally like, this is like the the Netflix Daredevil feeling. Oh like, yeah, I mean, this isn't, this isn't the last time Daredevil's been a dark comic, but it's certainly the first and it's certainly the most iconic. Mm-hmm. Because when 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 uh, when Matt goes on kind of a, a frenzy, sort of like tracking down anybody who might know who the hell is behind all of these attacks, uh, he's like stalking a bunch of goons down at a dock and on a boat, and it's so good the way they show him like just coming from directions these guys don't expect and just being terrifying. There's a really good panel where this goon is just like standing and looking up at like, you know, the camera or whatever. And he's in, he's standing in this huge daredevil shadow and he's just mumbling to himself. Like, won't anything stop you? (laughs) And it was so fucking wild. I was like, Oh my God, (laughs) these guys are shitting themselves. And I don't feel like I've gotten that. Like almost like, like real like realism energy to like these goons like it's always kind of been cops and robbers and the other shit that we're reading and this felt like real scared guys yeah there was a moment i don't say i didn't like it here's the part i wanted to talk about so so bullseye had uh captures black widow and sort of leaves leaves a clue behind for daredevil yeah and they sort of they sort of uh use transistors for Daredevil to figure out. He's got super sensitive fingers and could touch the photo and kind of see it through touch. Mm-hmm. Like see it, which now granted he is a the, superhero the and this, this is Marvel. And I, I do believe like this isn't out of tone, right? At all. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so it's fine. But I just thought with Daredevil, with a, with a, such a, with, such, with a hero with such a sort of complicated limitation, it would have been a great moment for misinformation to seep in. Yeah. Right? He can't see the picture. He doesn't know mm-hmm. there's a bullseye on it. Like, totally. But when Rory was talking about his super sensitive fingers touching the piece of paper with, like, the ink on it, I I, I very much felt myself rolling my eyes as I was reading it. <laughs> it's an eye. Like <laughs> because, I said, it's, it's transistors. Yeah. It's, which, it, again, it's fine. But, yeah. It, it, not... It just, I don't know, it just doesn't fly in my brain anymore. I was like, uh-huh, sure. Yeah, like in the 
in the Netflix show, they're not having Charlie Cox like like he reads Braille, but he also he's not like running his hands over someone's pencil scratches and going, oh, yeah, I can read this with my fingers. Like, I feel like there's a there's a there's a line where we can believe it or at least like be cool with it, where it's like, yeah, he's got kind of like sonar. He can basically see without being able to see. But I think like Rory was kind of getting at it's way cooler if he still has the realistic limitations of being a blind man. Like there's some things that you can't do and you got to figure out ways around it. And I think that that's story opportunities as opposed to like, I don't know, it's just easy writing to just say he can read shit with his fingers. It's annoying. Exactly. Exactly. I felt similarly with the uh, he has a he has a fight on the boat we talked about. Mm. And there's a couple parts where he's in the water and uh, just being in the water, uh, just obstructing his sense of touch and smell. I assume I don't know how sonar works underwater. I know my ears are worse like you can't hear shit as well mm-hmm. it just is another moment to kind of explore daredevils because because when you have a character like the hulk he's always as strong as the story needs and he's almost infinitely strong and most of the characters have some sort of have that kind of flexibility right they're yeah. as as fast as they need to be as smart as they need to be and you can never really pin it down and daredevil's powers are pretty well defined more or less because of the way that they have to be described and because of his inherent limitations. Yeah. And I just wish that was a more prominent part of his of his story. Totally. And uh, maybe maybe once Frank Miller takes over the pen, maybe uh, maybe it will be. I don't know. Well, let's find out. We'll find out soon. But <laughs> it's time. The clock is ticking. My watch is beeping at me. It's time for Shane. This is a new intro that I'm writing right now. Did you like it? Well, no. <laughs> All right, so we killed that. Um, <laughs> hello, hello, and welcome. Welcome to this week's A Fuck Mary Kill. Where we have one in the gun, one in the bum, and one who is the one. Mm-hmm. Hello, and welcome. Um, there are a lot of girls on this week's list. Which I don't. Yes, good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like this happens very often, and I feel like sometimes I am not kind to you, straight oh! in this way. Um, you don't need to be. It's fine. There's a lot of big dudes in this. You should bleep out the word straight. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. No, like just a little. You have to hear the like, eights at the end, right? Like it has yeah, to be yeah. really clear. <laughs> what you said still. So <laughs> today's fuck Mary kill is for the straights. Um, mm. first off, we have Bullseye. All right, who yeah. isn't a man, obviously, <laughs> or I mean, who isn't a girl, um, isn't female presenting. Uh, but then followed very closely by Thundra, our seven foot tall Amazonian princess and bringing up the rear as it would be is <laughs> pound cake. <laughs> pound cake. <laughs> okay. okay. I think so... to me, this is a solved equation, but I don't know. Maybe Andy's got a different answer. <laughs> well, it's interesting. It's an interesting thing that you say that because I feel like there's an, there's an immediate appeal to pound cakes because Pound Cakes is an actual wrestler, and there's a you know some interest that goes along with that. Well, you can either go either way with Thundra and uh, or yeah, and Pound Cakes. I'll give you that. God, I don't see how you don't kill Bullseye. He's so fucking nasty. 
He's a, <laughs> he's a sociopath. He's a psychopath. He's He killed his own dad when he was 14, and he hasn't stopped killing. He's just not that hot. You know what I mean? Like, you can't even... You can't even get away with like, well, maybe one fuck won't kill me. <laughs> like, for the for one, he he'll kill you with anything, and I think yeah. that includes anything. He'll kill you with your bed sheets. He'll kill you with your pillow. Okay, he'll kill but you with let's... your cup of water you keep at your bedside at night. <laughs> uh, do you do you guys keep cups of water next to your bed? No, Sometimes, I don't like yeah. I don't like dirty old water. Yeah, are you a water cup person, Andy? Well, I don't. I drink it like. Sometimes I don't. I don't like. I don't like. <laughs> Are no, you I'm not like waking up. At, I'm not like waking up in the morning and drinking my water like that's been sitting out all like nine hours or whatever. Wait, if I slept, nine some hours. people do that. So, but that's why some people keep it there, right? You why don't you just keep a water, a water bottle? bottle? That's what I'm saying. We're on the same page, baby. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, my bedtime habits are completely <laughs> outside of the purview of this fuck my kid. So, <laughs> so, so I kill. I I kill the glass <laughs> and I fuck the water bottle. <laughs> um. No, I'm sorry, Andy. What were you saying about um Look, drinking your sweet sweet water? If Bullseye can use anything as a weapon. Don't you think it's just a slight shift in perspective you could tease him into to use anything for pleasure? Anything as sex? He can yeah. use anything as sex? Yeah. Like he could pleasure me with a lampshade. You'd have to be into some, you'd have to be into that kind of play, but sure, I I'm suppose. I'm just saying. If you want to get beat up, if you want to get beat up by him, then like, <laughs> you know, you do you. But I mean, okay, there, might be, there might be some value, might be some value with Bullseye in the bedroom. That's you don't think that Bullseye can just hit the spot always? <laughs> well, you know he can. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's his namesake where he like he'll hit your spot, Rory. <laughs> he'll hit your spot using anything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just flailing his arms, grabbing whatever is within reach to hit your spot. Oh, all right, all right. <laughs> let's, let's violently <laughs> awful. <laughs> Let's be real. Thundra, the the Femizonian princess from the future and another reality. Sounds like a Futurama bit. It really sounds like a Futurama bit. Death by Snoo Snoo. I think think it's either a fuck or a Mary because you can't let Thundra go away. No. You can't let her walk out. I'm leaning towards Mary Thundra because, you know, she carried me around like a baby. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah, seven foot queen showing up here to to and she of... can hit my spot with kindness, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that bullseye wouldn't hit your spot with kindness. Yeah, I'm saying it. I'm... <laughs> the one thing bullseye can't use as a weapon is kindness. <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying like they invented aftercare for bullseye. Hmm. Yeah, because somebody needed to say something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think all right. I all right, so Rory, you're you're marrying you're you're marrying Thunder, you're you're gonna you're gonna fuck Pound I think cakes. so. Well yeah, because I, I very much I'd like to assume that, you know, there'll be there'll be there'll be uh it'll be a a joyful marriage with with uh marital duties being performed. Uh, yeah. and, and pound cake pound cake's definitely good for one. She's she's a silly goose. <laughs> 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 she's a wrestler who just says, like what do you want your cool wrestling name to be and she said pound cakes <laughs> i can get down with that 
Do you think they have a whole roster of bedroom moves that are like named like wrestler moves? Sure. Yeah. Oh, that's I could see fun. her going full luchador in the bathroom. Bathroom in the bedroom. <laughs> That'd be fun. And then she might try and choreograph the bedroom. And then I don't know. I don't know if I'd like that, but I'd, I'd be into trying it, you know? Yeah. All right. I, I actually really am having a trouble making a decision. Uh, I think I think I'm going to fuck Bullseye and I'm going to kill Pound Cakes. I'm really sorry about that. I'm going to kill Pound Cakes and I'm going to marry Thundra. What an upset to my March Madness bracket. (laughs) (laughs) Shane, what are you doing? Um, that's a great question. I, 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 I don't want to be carried around like a baby. That's (laughs) super. Each to their own, my friend. Each to their own. I would have to have a very stern conversation with both of them to figure out if they were water bottle or water cup people. <laughs> um, it's a fun new data point that we realized about ourselves here. I think I think I marry Thundra. Mm-hmm. I think hey, I also well, marry three for Thundra. three on Mary Thundra. You yeah, got well. You, she's seven. She's a seven foot tall goddess. Like you have to marry her. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't think I. I don't think I let her carry me around. But I do think I get piggyback rides. <laughs> yeah. I think there's a big difference between being like coddled and carried around in one of those like baby slings, or getting <laughs> piggyback rides. This is my husband. My little husband. Ah. <laughs> um, <sighs> I have this great image in my head of just Rory's beard poking out of the baby thing, and that's all you <laughs> The Bjorn? The baby Bjorn? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Little baby Bjorn beard. Um, yes. I probably sex bullseye. I think I, I think yeah. I, I think I, yeah, I think I kill pound cakes too. Just it, all like, right. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I sex bullseye, but like, I, yeah, I you- don't. I tie him up first. I think that's the way to go. But then, <laughs> yeah. then you're then you're de- you're left with. I mean, his power is sort of neutered at this point. That's not necessarily true because you don't know which phalange he has to use to hit spots. <laughs> now hit the spot. <laughs> <laughs> you just start handing him different things. Like I bet you can't hit it with this. You stupid piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's super. I think that's super real. I think you've got to kind of dump bullseye, like just for your own health and well-being. You absolutely have to. He has to be subbed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. that, that's it. We did it. We did another great bugberry <laughs> kill. <laughs> Thanks everybody for listening. This has been issue number forty-one of the Infinite Backlog. You guys rock. Bye. Peace. Bye. Hey, I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you want to hear more shows from us, we have two more for you. Saturday Morning Tuesdays, you guys, it's the show that started it all. Uh, You can hear me, Rory, and Andy, and we are on this journey most Tuesdays where we are looking through the weirdest and wildest, coolest and droolest uh, (laughs) cartoons, children's cartoons, adult cartoons, cartoons. 
from all across the spectrum of time. We're going to cover your favorite show, maybe. We're going to talk about the ones you hate. Probably. (laughs) And it's a great, wonderful time. So be sure to catch that. We've also got I've Read Dune with Rory Voy. Me, Rory Voy. It's a podcast where I have read Dune, and they're my captive audience for an hour. Every Wednesday till we finish the book, we're releasing I've Read Dune with Rory Boy, me, and I've Read Dune. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, if you enjoyed this show or any of our shows, really, and you want to support us, we do have a Patreon chock full of bonus content, everything from videos to sound clips to even some fun art that I get to make for you once a month. Um, And, you know, even if you can't support us monetarily, if you don't have anything to give, we would just love it if you joined our Discord and send us memes. Um, (laughs) Send memes to us all day long. Keep us awake all night long with your memes. We love memes. We consume them. Just ruin us with your memes. (laughs) Please ruin us with your memes. As always, our links are in the episode description. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thanks, everybody. Laters. Laters.